Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We are out of the box and into the studio. We're the AfterBuzz TV Z Nation After Show looking at Season 4, Episode 5, The Unknowns. We'll see you after the opening. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I love this song so much. It's so angry and it's so good for this episode. It fits very well. It fits extremely well. All right, hello everyone. We are back. We are the AfterBuzz TV Z Nation After Show. We are looking at Season 4, Episode 5, The Unknowns. Admittedly, there's probably a lot of songs with the word unknown in them, and I just could not come up with one. I think they were trapped in boxes. I think this works fine. Yeah, that's a real good point. I have with me Michelle Cullen. Hello, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. Unfortunately, Megan is uh, in a crate somewhere. She's still stuck in a box. Yeah, we need to go stage a rescue for her. But uh, in the meantime, you can follow her on the social medias at The Menguin, T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I I am Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias at Kiaget. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. We have a hashtag, ABTVZ Nation. We have a live chat going. So if you guys have anything fun to say, if you have any questions, comments, or uh, anything to say to our special guest, who will be on the line in just a moment, throw in there so yeah this was a hell of an episode they i didn't it took me a while to like this episode i'm gonna be very honest because i don't do well with unknowns i get very angry when there aren't (laughs) answers to anything do you fear the unknown uh luckily i do i took a buzzfeed quiz today that says i fear the unknown so that's factual that's what that means uh i kind of need to see this quiz now i i watched the episode saturday morning and I just immediately reacted negatively to it. But I've had since then to sit on it and simmer and realize. Hello? This is Craig. Hi, Hello. Craig. This is Katie. Welcome to the show. We have with us the uh, co-creator and writer of this episode, Craig Angler. Hi, everyone. How you doing? Good. Hello. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining us. So we were just getting started talking about the episode. Just saying how angry this episode made me when <laughs> yeah. I first watched it. Oh yeah. <laughs> but what, I, was, what was the most angering part for you? The strobe light, or was it? Yeah. Z- zero answers. That too. zero answers at any point. <laughs> yeah, you know that was that was uh, that was kind of the intention of this episode. I, we wanted to make the apocalypse scary again. Are we ever planning on coming back to this horrifying underground facility, or is this just something we're going to avoid from here on in? Well, let's just say this is this is this is where it is for now. So okay. I can never say never, but I like that. You know, one of the intentions was um, there are other things going on in the apocalypse than just what our team is doing, and they ran into this, and then they got out, and you know, it's one of the few times where. Um, it's hard to say they left it worse than when they got it because it was pretty bad to begin with. This is true. That this is, this true. is one of the few times where I really did want our usual trope of our heroes show up and wind up burning everything to the ground to come to pass, and it didn't. It was a little surprising. Yeah, yeah no. If anything, they made it better. They fixed a gas leak. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right. Better for yeah. who? They fixed a couple things. They, they got fixed rid of a couple, couple things. Up there. Right. They they helped. But yeah. I liked seeing that even Zona wasn't immune to what was going on in there because we did have someone. At least the credits called him a Zona agent. So someone. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I you know um, they referenced Zona because the uh, one of the one of the prisoners that they are talking to said, "Oh yeah, we've had a couple Zona guys stuck in here." You know, so oh, okay. the Zona guys are getting captured by the the great thing, um, and uh, you know even they're not immune. You're right. Because the the credits credited someone as a Zona agent or Zona person. I was just like, oh, yeah, it must have been that guy that turned on him in the end. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I can't remember. There were so many weird people you you randomly (laughs) run into, like the girl on the ladder who plummets her. Oops, spoiler. I guess I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) That was was a sad moment. She had a powerful death for having such a short time on screen. Right, yeah. Yeah. She did a great job. (laughs) I felt so bad just for the elevator woman. I've been in here for weeks. I'm alive. You know, we're going to make it work. Oh, honey. You weren't given a name. I know you die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that 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 episode, it was really interesting. I'm pretty sure that was an idea that John Hyams had. John Hyams is in our writer's room this year. Uh, He's a writer director. He directed the pilot and later joined us as a writer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm pretty sure John has a real like... um, disturbing sense of the disturbing like like his disturbing is far more disturbing than my disturbing is wasn't so the i'm pretty sure that he too? came up with the core of this idea okay wasn't the cannibal episode his too i'm, I'm trying to remember oh gosh i can't remember who wrote that i can't that remember probably michael cassett's episode i can't remember it's hard for me to remember exactly who wrote which episodes I would not There's... be at all surprised if it were. Yeah. Um, chat, do us a favor if you can look up who wrote season one, episode, was it three? I, I don't remember. Three. The cannibal episode. If you guys can look that up and throw that in the chat, we would really super appreciate that. And we'll yeah, come back to that when it happens. Yeah, what what was the inspiration behind this episode? I think the real thing is, is kind of what I said is that um, we wanted our guys to run across a really bad part, like make the apocalypse theory again. And somebody out there is having an entirely different apocalypse experience than our team is. And we come across them and it scares the hell out of us. And we just get out of there. Um, there's been a couple of times where I pitched a couple of things in the room where I wanted us to like go to a community and then have something really interesting happen. Like they wouldn't let our guys in because they know our guys are trouble, you know, and they're just like, Nope, you can't come in. Sorry. And our guys just have to go about their business. That'd so be this amazing. is kind of one of those episodes like that. We're like, you know what? Like, you know, even our guys aren't immune to the total badassness of the apocalypse. It's like now, they... what did you think when they got above ground and then saw those six boxes? Whoever's in charge is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we, well, they were making that plan. And I would imagine that they have cameras or something in the room so that they can know when these specific tasks that they've set these people to have been accomplished so they can knock them out again and rebox them up. So they had to have seen them planning. They had to know, especially since one of them had made it to the staircase previously. Yes. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was a lot of jerking them around. I am surprised that the same plan worked a second time, though, that they made it back to the staircase. Was that the same staircase? I think so. Uh, you know, I don't remember because that morphed a lot in the 
script because originally we were going to have them go out a window that was very high up, which is where the sort of bird came from. You saw a bird in a window. Okay. Uh, Sarge was actually supposed to be, uh, this was really great, but uh, production-wise, we just couldn't pull it off. But Sarge was supposed to spend almost the entire episode in a tube of water, like a pipe of water. Like she was oh. getting flushed down somewhere, and you, she'd briefly come out um, and see something and then go back down the tube, and then they were going to find a box on the ground in one of the scenes. They're like, okay, we're all let out of the boxes. There's a box on the ground. You can open it up, and it's going to be like a half-drowned Sarge. But, you know, they thought she was dead in that moment, and she wasn't. But production-wise, we're giant tubes of water running through an <laughs> underground facility for the entire episode is a little out of our budget range. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, that would have been even more horrifying. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. There were already such a... Oh, yeah, we had a lot of stuff in there that was... And we had some funnier gags, too, that, that we weren't able to pull off. There was a lot of stuff. We threw a lot of ideas around in the writer's room for that one. That was a good episode for, for uh, just talking about. Can you tell us about any of the other ones that didn't make it to the episode? Uh, I'm trying to think. I think one time we were going to have, or maybe this didn't make it in. I don't even remember. I just watched it. <laughs> we were going to have Ken K and Doc scaling a wall like Batman and Robin from the 1960s. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, think a, I think a version of that made it in. There was a big wall or something going on. Um, but they were going to walk in, and then there's going to be some sort of witty repartee between the, the two of them. And then they got up, and there was like a, a whole bunch of zombies stuck in the ropes, and they figured out that they had to like cut the zombies loose and let them plummet to their death. So I think that was one. Um, there was a really great scene. Oh, my God. I can't believe we – I really wanted to do this, but it just didn't work. They were going to be in a room with a metal detector, and then there were going to be zombies that had um, all this stuff sticking out of them. And what you're going to realize is some kind of a machine exploded, and all of the bits and pieces went into the zombies, and they had to use the metal detector to find, like, a key or a piece of the machine. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, no. And then they were, like, they were going to figure out that they had to do that, and then they weren't going to find it. And then um, Warren or whoever was holding the metal detector was going to sort of hold it over her head, you know, as they were walking away. And it was going to go beep. And there was a zombie stuck in the ceiling that then plummeted through and that they have to kill and <laughs> eviscerate and get this key out of. So, you know, just the usual fun Friday night kind of family show. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. That would have been phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Renji in chat says, I thought they were in one of those puzzle rooms, something like Saw. It sounds a lot like yeah. Saw. a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's never really stated. I mean, it's sort of stated what they're doing, but not really stated because the thing that they say, you kind of think, well, that's impossible. Um, you know, that's that's way more elaborate than just doing the thing. You know, the fix is, is far more elaborate than the, yeah. than the problem. Um, Someone's you know, having way too much fun. To, in, in my mind, you're supposed to think somebody's just doing this because they're really messed up. You know, someone is just torturing these these people endlessly because they're really messed up. Everybody has their own interpretation and the writers are up with the Interesting. Yeah, someone, someone has gone full dance puppets dance and is having way too much fun with this setup. And I feel like a sadistic serial killer of some sort survived the apocalypse and set up a torture yeah. house. And decided not yeah. to be a postman. Yeah. And said, decided to do exactly, this. Exactly, right? You run into a lot of sadistic serial killers in the apocalypse, let me tell you. Takes all types? Question mark? <laughs> yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit more about 
the traps themselves, I guess. I, I called it box hell, which is essentially what this is. We open up with essentially an elevator that needs to get cleared out, and Warren sure, yeah. almost makes it. She's got the key. She's got the zombies out of the elevator. She's taken care of the new zombies, and then they keep using this... What even is this? Is it a sonic weapon? Is it just something played at a high frequency? What is this noise? Uh, you know, I don't think it's explained in the episode, but it's just, it, in the in one of the versions of the script, it was a sonic weapon, and they actually get out, and they they in the boxes around them, they find the speakers, and they they're able to destroy them. Um, Warren is able to destroy them, although it's her force of will not letting it. Um, uh, sort of drive her into unconsciousness. It's her her sort of um, need to keep moving and keep going is kind of what you know, sort of you know gets them out of it. So okay. um, I don't think it's in, in the episode as as written and filmed. I don't think we we ever stated what it was. It's really annoying though. Even I I was watching this going, ah, maybe we didn't need to use that quite so many times. <laughs> you know, it's, it was almost a drinking game. All right, the noise is happening. Take a drink. Yep, they're going yeah. down. <laughs> well, I thought the truck at the beginning was really cool too because oh, they're yeah. like, I love the idea that they actually make the right choice. They're like, you know, we're leaving it, and then it doesn't. They still can't get away from it. You know, they they know it's they sense it's a trap. They decide to walk away, and then the truck follows them. Yeah, how? And, you know. How? Ghost ride the whip. How did the truck follow them, Craig? <laughs> you wrote this into uh, you know, existence. It's a remote control. Uh, you oh, know, okay. It's a remote controlled giant semi truck. Okay, so yes. you know what? Zona so has UFOs. You have I'll so buy you guys it. Have those out in Los Angeles. We have them in New York also. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, Zona has flying saucers. I will buy that Jigsaw 2.0 in Zombie <laughs> Land managed to rig up a truck to move and follow people. Like, why not? Yeah. Or there could be someone in the uh, in the back of the truck just controlling things. We don't know. They never opened up the back. That's true. They did. Yeah, no, that was it. That's what I meant to say. There was someone in the back of the truck <laughs> control. No, I don't. I think you're not supposed to know the specifics. You're just supposed to think, oh, that's creepy. There is a jigsaw out there in the middle of where are they? Kansas? Like, let's just not. Are they still? Yeah, in Kansas? they were supposed to be. Um, I don't know if it was Nebraska. ever seen. I think in they were Nebraska. supposed to be in Nebraska right. because I, was, I had Car Henge in there. They were originally supposed to look at Car Henge, but I don't know what. Okay. Uh, that didn't that didn't make it. Now, you write a lot of the, the first drafts of the script are rarely shot in the way that you write them. Yeah. Well, and I, I mixed up my cornfields, so. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? But yeah, I'm that's... pretty sure that's the same cornfield we used in episode 106, which I also randomly happened to write. So I have the two cornfield episodes. <laughs> I don't know if that gives me some kind of Z Nation claim to fame or Very not. nice. I say it does. I say go with it. Like, you are the cornfield person. There we go, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a good enough reason to stay out of Nebraska. There's... Nebraska now has the uh, zombie jigsaw in it. Let's just, let's not. Yeah, there we go. The zombie jigsaw crazy underground facility. Yeah. I'm dead. The bottle episode from hell. Um, speaking a little more about Warren and her willpower, we had what I thought was a very interesting scene, and she had a panic attack while she was in her box. Yeah. And I don't think this is the kind of thing we normally address on Z Nation. Yeah, I mean, we thought it would be really cool. There was, um, I can't remember, that was another idea that came up in the writer's room where it was like, hey, this could really trigger certain, you know, like some people, like me, for instance, if you put me in there, instant panic attack. Put me in a box, you're going to get a panic attack. 
So I think we decided it would be really cool, um, you know, because somebody would panic like that. And what if it was Warren? And what if she was having all these problems? You know, she's off mission. She's, you know, captured by these crazy people. Um, you know, she starts to lose them a little bit. And then Sarge is the one who talks her down. And then you get a little backstory from Sarge. So I think it was a real nice um, way to do some character revelations while addressing something that, you know, is, you know, it's the kind of thing in TV where it's like, like some stuff would really happen, but you'd never put it in a TV show because it was boring. And then some stuff would really happen and you want to put it in the TV show because it makes sense as cool yeah. or makes sense for the character. So. Yeah. And I, I, I like that this gave us a little more insight to Warren and a lot more insight to Sarge. Yes. Yeah. This is the first like real, real non Henry Rollins enabled glimpse into uh, Sarge. Yeah. I liked it. I've, I would request more, but I know the season's already written and shot at this point, so... Yeah, yeah. I'm excited well, to see... Well, you know, you're going to get a lot more... Uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff that goes on this season. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's different than our uh, than our usual season in a good way. I've noticed that. It's, it's yeah. definitely got a more serious and suspenseful tone with sprinkles of humor rather than, you know, a cheese wheel rolling through. I think it's... I, dare I say it's grown up a bit in in how it's approaching the apocalypse now yeah. going into year eight of the zombie apocalypse in the Z nation yeah. world. It's a little less funny. And I think that we wanted to make it a little more dangerous and, you know, we have the, the unkillable zombies, the manthes, you know, I think we wanted to evolve the zombies, but also, you know, raise the stakes and also things are getting grimmer out there, you know, as the apocalypse yep. goes on, you know, there are, there are fewer and fewer people and there weren't a lot to begin with. So, you know, I think, um, you know, that this season has that feel to it of, hey, there's a really great, big, scary world and our guys are either alone in it or in terrible trouble in it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and we have people disappearing and we have the black rainbow hanging over everything figuratively and potentially literally later on down the line. It's almost like this is a mirror reflection of seasons one and two. Because we still have zombie road trip, and we still have we're trying to get from point A to point B. But there's a lot less, well, Murphy's kind of a jerk, and we drag him along, and we learn to get to know each other, and it's going to be great. And a lot more, we have no idea what we're doing. Nobody's happy. But we're still doing it because it needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this is this is the ultimate sort of trust warrant season where, you know, she's clearly undergone something and it's had this profound effect on her and she has this need to do this thing and you know she's willing to do it i think the fact that she's willing to just do it by herself is kind of what makes everybody um decide to follow her you know because they're like well if she's so intent on this that she's going to do it by herself we can't just let her go so yeah, and it's it's a testament to our characters and the bonds they've forged four seasons in. Like, if this had happened halfway through season one, everyone would have been like, uh, bye. See you later. Yeah. And now it's Warren. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And also Murphy and his relationship with Lucy, you see, has changed, you know, yeah. significantly. Obviously, she's grown up, but I think that he's, you know, he's no longer the the guy with the powers, and Lucy is different, but she, you know, they, they have this distance between them both. He had it physically, and now they have it metaphorically. Well, and Murphy's looks like Murphy's trying to become the guy with the powers again, if only to forge a bond with his daughter. And that's he kind of got what he asked for at the end there. Yeah, a little bit. 
Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with Murphy. We will. That's yep. That's predictions territory. That is predictions territory. I have an idea, but I'll save it for later. I'm trying to figure out how a zombie oh, bit through a leather jacket because that is. I want to. I want to hear what your idea is. What's your, what's your theory? <laughs> I don't know if it's like a full-on theory, but I feel like Lucy is going to debate whether or not to bite her dad to save him from turning at the very least. I kind of assume that she would, like as a matter of course. She didn't right away. Yeah, though, I don't, so. I don't know that technically would work, but I guess I, don't I guess know. we could find out. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if, what he, happens. if he got healed back to zero or whatever, back to just basic human, and it worked for Addy, I would, I would you hypothesize would... that it would work for Murphy too. <laughs> Well, and who knows if he's back to zero or if he's just stabilized himself and it's the personal Murphy norm. But, it I mean, they made the uh, vaccine from his blood and it screwed everyone else up. Yeah. took two years, yeah, that didn't work but out it did. So well for anybody, did it? Yeah, and they talked about, I can't remember the exact phrase, but corruption, I think, in his blood. So it's entirely possible that he's stable, but anything made from him is not. That's true. So he's less cured and more what he thinks might be baseline normal. That is a valid point. So I, yeah, that's what I'm waiting to see if Lucy's going to bite him to try to save him, though. Because she has a well, very strange relationship with him. I think, you'll, I think you'll see some, some things that you'll be like, hmm, and some things you'll be like, what? Coming up. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Uh, those we'll are see my, what you make of the next few episodes. Those are my usual reactions, Craig. Well, I mean, next episode <laughs> is called Back from the Dead, isn't it? Emilio. No. Sorry. That was, yeah. that was his habit. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Not soon enough. I'm, we missed him. Still, I still haven't gotten over the death of uh, Garnett. So. <laughs> that, uh, that was the point where I knew that guest booking this show was going to be Fun and interesting, because that was the very first, you really need him for your after show, specifically this episode. And I was like, great, thanks for the help. And then we watched <laughs> the episode and I went, oh, my actual God. That's funny. <laughs> that's, he did. That's where we are. That's where we're going. That's where we're going to be. And so now every time someone says, so it'd be really good if you had this person on this episode, I go, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not a good thing in our show. Can't imagine it's good if, if you're on The Walking Dead either. You know, if they're like, "Hey, you should really put yeah, Glenn in your after show." <laughs> uh, Maybe Abraham too. Just spitballing. Just spitballing. I think my favorite thing I've seen someone had a cosplay of Abraham with the bat in his head at a convention How two days oh, after the episode had aired, and I was like, "Dang, you work fast!" And he goes, "No, I made this six months ago. This was my prediction." <laughs> Oh, wow. All right. Oh, all right. So, yeah, back to the zombie show we're actually talking about. Sure, yeah. I just enjoy randomly seeing the future. And speaking of which, we have Warren, again with her visions, tackling the Zona guy. Just, what do you know about this? What do you know about that? I know nothing about any of this. You sound insane. Yeah, that that was a scene. Because it's got the yeah, quote think, that you I brought I think that up. was actually written by Carl. Most of this, a lot of this episode was redone by Carl on set because we lost or we didn't have the ability to do a lot of that stuff that we talked about. So I'm pretty sure that was entirely um, added by Carl, uh, which I thought was a great scene because 
you kind of get from someone else's perspective how crazy our group sounds to them. You know, what I mean? yeah. you know, you know these guys have been out of the apocalypse for a while. You know, they've been they've been sidelined in the in the great whatever beneath Nebraska. Yeah. And so I yeah. thought that was a really interesting just for me seeing it for the first time on TV when I watched it. I was like, oh wow, that's good really a fun take on how crazy our guys actually sound to anyone else. That's See, true. We get so used to it, just seeing them episode in and episode out, and then, hey, this is a nice good look from the outside. Oh my god, they are a bunch of crazy people. Yeah. And to be fair, we don't know how long the tall guy was has been in his box, if you will. Before he died, we don't know how long that was his reality. We don't know how long. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't know if he was a plant. I mean, that yeah. was the other thing is mm. that there was a lot of um Oh, I know. I'll tell you one thing that I really missed that we had in the in the first episode is we had um, a guy during the eating scene that like an extra guy showed up that they they didn't know who it was, and everybody decided that he was the um, he was a plant. He was from the you know whoever was doing this, and then soon Murphy kills him. And then somebody comes along and they're like, why did you kill Jake? And they're like, oh, well, he was one of the other. So they're like, no, they weren't. He was just a guy, you know. And then our team was like, wait, was he really a guy? Or are they messing with us? Did we just kill him when we didn't mean, you know, we shouldn't have killed him? Oh. But again, a lot of times when you, when you write a, when you're, when you're in the writer's room, a year away from filming, you have grand ideas. And then when people yeah. actually have to put them on film, uh, they don't, uh, they don't always translate. That would have been ominous yeah. to start out with. Whew. Well, and they've killed so many people and zombies alike at this point. It's just like, oh, yeah. well, sorry, bro. That was uh, that was unintentional, but it was a thing that occurred. Speaking of, I really did enjoy the dog food scene, especially 10K's enthusiasm <laughs> for it. I do appreciate that out of everyone in that group, it would be 10K and Doc, no surprise, yeah. who, who know what dog food tastes like and that and they can identify that it's puppy chow. That is a quality Matt brand. did such a good job with that line. He did such a good job. I love dog food. He was so enthusiastic. <laughs> it's like, oh, he, those guys are great. He was raised in the wild. That's right. Yeah. Every once in a while, you just get this reminder of, oh, yeah, survivalist upbringing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then just the talking about the noodle incident of them finding the dog food and eating it. And I just, I, I appreciate that. I really like the discussion of, oh, yeah, this thing that totally happened in the two years that this show skipped. Wasn't that a great time? Yeah. I do enjoy those. I those love noodle incidents. Yep. Um, I think continuing on talking about 10K and Doc, their task, if you will, the gas leak. That was cruel. How they handled that and the way that it was shot, just the cinematography of being in the mask was really claustrophobic. I didn't like it because it was claustrophobic (laughs) and I can identify that now. I just, my initial reaction was, I don't like this. And then I thought about it more and I was like, because I'm staring right into their souls through their eyeballs while they breathe heavily and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, that well, was... you know, gas is often like a terrifying thing, right? It you is know, because yeah. it's like you can't get away from it; it's all around you. So that's always a good tense thing. And then to have zombies maybe in the gas, and you're having to switch this mask back and forth, and you're yep. not even sure if what you're doing is is what you're supposed to be doing. You know, I thought that was uh, that was one of our good gags that we came up that with was... that that made it through intact. It was that very was... effective. That was extremely saw puzzle game 
Yep. Dang. And then it balanced out with being lighthearted when Doc and Tenke were in their box together for yeah. whatever reason, and Doc let one rip. Sorry. <laughs> had to apologize. Uh. Um, so. I, will, I will give credit where credit is due. I'm 100% certain that was a Carl Schaefer. Um, <laughs> it doesn't surprise Anytime me. there's farting, it's, it's generally Carl or Michael Caston, in my opinion. I, I tend to <laughs> not be a fart joke as much. In your honest, unbiased <laughs> opinion, it's one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a nice little, yeah, that wasn't me. <laughs> I love it. It was good. Especially after that tense scene, though, of one of them might ah. die. Doc actually stopped breathing, and 10K had to do CPR with a gas mask on while the gas was still leaking. Um, and then just switching and having a couple lighthearted moments really, really helped balance out this otherwise really tense and ominous episode. That was good. Eating the bird was good. Just the little feathers. No. <laughs> Lily with the bird before that moment happened, too, was so great. I'm, I'm loving her more and more as she brings this character to life, um, where she's super serious, Sergeant Lily, and then her personality comes through with, bird, bird, I found a bird. It, it was alive. <laughs> and then Murphy I thought just Keith uh, really sold the, I ate the bird, no, I didn't mind, very well. You know, Keith, that, was a real, that was an especially good Keith moment. He absolutely did. That was beautiful. And that's, that is kind of what you need in an episode like this because we are, I, I'm stuck on this Saw movie thing now because it, it's very much like watching a Saw movie with less gore. But well, yeah, having those little bits of levity interspersed between, we're, we're in this horrible situation, but these are still the characters that we know and love. And it's just. So I have to tell you something. Everybody on, on Twitter was like, Oh, you know, you must be a fan of Saw. I've literally never seen the Saw movies. All I know is there's a serial killer who, like, makes people do horrible stuff to try to live or whatever, and his name's Jigsaw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I didn't even, I had no idea, like, that's literally the the most I know about it. So um, I don't know if we just all, if everyone else in the writer's room had seen it. I I don't even think it came up in the writer's room, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm trying to remember, but... I, think I don't it, think we even talked about Saw too much. I think of it more as an escape room from hell. Yeah. Just something yeah. you pay to go participate in, but this time there's zombies and you'll die if you lose. <laughs> and also you didn't want to be here in the first place. Yeah, and you didn't sign up for this. You did not sign the we did. Uh, we did talk about Cube, because uh, uh, I have seen Cube. <laughs> and uh, we talked a little bit, like, kind of like, it's Cube, but it's Tiny Cube. <laughs> tiny <laughs> like Cube. Tiny <laughs> it's Fidget Cube. Yeah. It's, yeah. Little tiny cubes. Well, and I think Saul I is tweeted out, I said, true story, the impetus for this um, this episode was we got a really good bargain on human-sized boxes from Walmart. <laughs> and um, you know, I thought, was, ah, that's kind of funny. But somebody was like, really? They have those? And I was like, no, they don't have them. <laughs> I don't think they have them. I don't know. I don't think so. Alita wrote back, hilarious, because, of course, she's the one that has to act in a box the entire uh, episode, which is, um, if you're an actor, that is not the kind of episode you think, oh, I want to spend the entire episode acting in a box. So the the cast, as always, uh, uh, excels at the horrible things we have them do. (laughs) This episode was just boxes within boxes. We had the elevator, we had the crates, we had... The whole area, which I assume was a very large underground box. Yep. All boxes all the time. Yeah, that was, that was uh, I think we, we have probably explored everything about boxes that we need to in the show. <laughs> I don't think we need to do another box episode. Next episode, spheres. Everything it's around. also funny, there's a bunch of people online who are like, 
oh, that's a bottle episode. And it's like, it's not really a bottle. It's a bottle episode because of the boxes, but think of all the locations that we went, you know, so that it wasn't really a true bottle episode. Um, Point. Which is generally just, you know, a few of the cast members in, in a one or two locations. But, you know, we had a lot of different stuff going on there. Point. We never do. Whenever we set out to do a bottle episode, it always just becomes a regular episode anyway. <laughs> <laughs> remember the uh, remember in I think it was season one later in the, the season where they were in the morgue. Yeah, that was a that was a bottle uh, show episode that became not a bottle show episode. So. <laughs> Craig, I do have a question for you. Yeah, was Lucy flirting with Carson the zombie? It kind of came across as flirting. It really did. I I sure thought she was flirting. Okay. I mean, you know, she was, you know, she had an interest. They're about the same age, you know. Both. Yeah. He had good bone structure. Good she looking in the green or blue, you know. Um, she you she know. grew up in the apocalypse. There's not a lot of people her age around. And I just loved well, introducing. Well, understand Lucy. You know, only you know, you're not even her dad. That's true. She's, she's 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 having a very unique experience in the apocalypse. I did love introducing Carson to Dad, though. Just that little yeah. tiny awkward scene. Like, yep, some things never change. Yep. Dad and the actor killed that one. He's always good for uh, Keith. Keith is uh, good at those. Keith Everyone's is very doing a great job there, selling the zombie flirtation. Even the zombie, you know, it's hard to act as a zombie, but I think Carson really uh, outdid himself. He did do very well. Carson also got everyone else out, or at least started on yeah. that, which I was impressed by. So some good motor skills Car- for a Carson's zombie. Carson's the hero. Without Carson, our guys are in those boxes for the rest of their natural life. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And the season takes a turn. They got saved by <laughs> yeah. a zombie. They did. Which made it really sad yeah. when Carson died again. Yep. And this this is Well, coming... think of it as him being liberated. <laughs> His soul being free to go wander the universe, not trapped in a decaying body. That's a nice True. way of looking at it. Yeah. If you're not a nihilist. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's um we get back to Lucy just not really having this control over herself when it comes to empathy with zombies. And you'd think after a couple of years she would have figured out that you couldn't you can't really save them all. But here we are. Put it, is she putting herself in danger for the second, third time in a row to save someone who's well, already Lucy's, dead? Lucy's really only about five years old than her. You know what I mean? Her she she doesn't have she only has about five years of experience, so she's not as fully formed as as you know you think. True. So yeah. She hyper aged there, so um, you know Lucy's Lucy's an interesting character because she, you know, to her her life is totally normal. But to everyone else, her life is very strange. So, well, normal. And that's saying something in our show. I mean, really, whose <laughs> life isn't strange in the nation? Am I? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> it's it's the apocalypse. There's 85 different flavors of zombie running around, and also Zona, which God knows what they're up to—the ones who might still exist. I'm assuming. I did like the downfall of Zona. I thought that was a, a really fun way to kick off that the season here's this great amazing place and everybody's safe uh, except they're all mass murderers eating each other oh okay time to go time to go except the creepy doctor made it off the island uh, yeah yeah i would not be surprised or if he's still on the island just barricaded somewhere mr sunshine he made it off 
Did he? Yeah, he was in the van. Oh, yeah. Okay, my memory's not there. But it should be interesting, because I'm... There's no way he's not coming back. Let's be completely real here. Yeah, no, he... I think you'll see see some people again in the show. You'll see some people you don't expect. You'll see some people you might expect. You'll see some people that you expect, but they won't be how you expect them to be. You know, it's a nation. We keep you on your toes. Could you be more vague? Uh, I do. I actually practice being vague for talking about the season because, you know, I'm always, we thought out the season and, and you know, kind of know where, know, or knew, I should say, where it was going months and months ago. So then I always have to step back whoever I'm talking to. So I, I practice being especially vague. Since they are backtracking back across the country, are we going to have more callbacks to previous episodes from earlier seasons? That's a great question. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I have to kind of run through them. Um, I, there's a, I think there's a couple callbacks, but I can't remember specifically. Well, Let me think about that one. If I remember, if I can, re, I'll see if I can say anything that's worth saying in a minute. Give me a, give me a minute on that one. Yeah, Next yeah. question. And we'll, we'll keep an eye out for those, and I'm sure that Twitter will be all over them right. if slash when they show up. Because we loved the Grand Canyon callback. Yes, we yes, were nowhere yes. near the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I I would love a few more of those. And then this happened. We weren't there. Cause you sure about that? Yes. Because realistically, again, I don't know if this would happen, but if they're in Nebraska, it's reasonable to think they might go back through Wisconsin, which is where the Z-weed had a big rebel and that farm. Oh, and sure, so yeah. I'm just wondering if Doc is going to be able to toke up again or something in Wisconsin. Well, and I think people I will are tell still... you the number one request I get, whether I see people uh, online or in person, is for the, <laughs> for the giant wheel of cheese. That's, yes. that's, I was just We're about on... to say that. People still want to know where the cheese We're wheel is. We're on board with that. <laughs> we would I like think that the final end shot of the, of the show, whatever happens, however many seasons we go, just has to be like credits roll and then cut to the wheel of cheese and going down the highway somewhere. <laughs> that would make everyone so happy. The world's best brick joke. <laughs> I, uh, I put it in an episode last season that we didn't end up shooting, but there, they came across some, uh, some people who, um, they were basically having like a flea market and then somebody was selling cheese and it was all horrible and green and moldy. Oh, no. And, um, it was actually from the giant wheel of cheese. But, uh, <laughs> so. It's probably better that we didn't film that, though, because that would mean the cheese, the, the, the cheese wheel is not, in fact, rolling anywhere. It Do you know that the cheese wheel was enshrined in the, you know, we had the museum display up in Spokane? Yeah. Yeah. And they had the giant wheel of cheese there. It was great. You could go in and take a picture with it. <laughs> As you do. That's fantastic. I would love a picture with that, not going to lie. Hey. Can you do that on The Walking Dead? No, you can't. You cannot go take your picture with a giant little cheese on The Walking Dead. I'm sorry. You can't. That is a Z Nation exclusive. Yes. You also can't bowl with the Liberty Bell on The Walking Dead. There's just uh, there's yeah, yeah. so many things. There's so that, many things, right? So yeah, many things you yeah. can't do. There's so many things that happen on this show that just like after the first few of them in the first season, you're like, yeah, no, that's, that's a Z Nation thing. Zombie Tumbleweed? Totally. Yeah. Which I love the zombie tumbleweed, by the way. That's terrible. That came out of the idea, you know, are you guys familiar with the concept of rat king? Yes. So you know, for the for you listeners who aren't the rat or viewers who aren't, the rat king is theoretically, I don't think this has ever been actually proven, but um, a 
rats, a big mass of rats will get their tails entangled because they can't separate, oh, so they yeah. all move around as sort of a giant rat king, mm-hmm. um, which just sounds like Stephen King made that up. I don't know why, but um, and we decided that there would be like a, a zombie, a giant zombie ball, and it became the giant zombie tumbleweed of zombies trying to eat each other into this giant ball that goes rolling around. I love and predictably, just... in Z Nation causes havoc. Yes. Well, of course, there, there are very few things in Z Nation that don't cause havoc. <laughs> That's why we're here. All right. I th- I'm looking at my notes, and I think the only thing we didn't talk about was the torso zombie. I appreciated the torso zombie. How did you film that? Uh, you know, I don't know. I was not on set for that. I, um, I I thought they did a fantastic job. I thought that was one of our best yeah. um, non-intact zombies. You know, we always try to do every season. We talk about zombies that we can or can't do. And, um, you know, the the crew always gets more experience every year. They get better and better at doing everything. So, you know, that's kind of what lets you now and again, you know, pull these things off. Usually it's like somebody had an idea, you know, where they were doing this and they thought, oh, maybe we could do that. Or I, I don't remember exactly how the, zombie, the torso zombie came. We had a lot of, um, we had a lot of cool zombies that we were not able to do um, that we try to get in every year. We actually just put a whole whiteboard up of uh, new zombies that we haven't seen yet. You know, whether it's like an existing zombie in some kind of different formation or it's some new type of zombie. You'll see a new type of zombie next week, actually. Give you a little foreshadow there. Oh, gosh. Oh, that'll be fun. And probably horrifying, but also fun. <laughs> this yeah. show. Actually, yeah. I think fun and horrifying in equal parts is, is what you'll get next week. All right. But I, that I, was a cool, uh, that was a, that, that, that's a very interesting zombie we have coming up. That was incredibly well done, and that was not a scare I expected. Yeah. Because usually, all right, it's crawling on its hands, it's going to take a while. Oh, man, that thing can move. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think that Those is Those torso about... zombies, you don't want to mess around with them. No. I'd rather not mess around with any zombies, to be just completely honest. Just, nah, nah. No, thank not you. Not for me. You know, like the really old, slow-moving ones, you know, just keep them around the yard like a pet turtle. I think that'd be fine. You know, the, the, the fresher they are, the quicker they are. So, you know, get a nice old, desiccated zombie. Maybe, you know, put different costumes on it throughout the year. You know, it could be wandering around as Santa Claus. I think you guys would have fun. I think you underestimate how much fun it would be to have a zombie pet. I feel like the Homeowners Association would uh, protest. You know, there's probably some kind of health code violation there. I don't know what it is, but, you know, Eh. know, when the guy comes around, flip him a 20 and, you know, you get to keep your... There you go. Have them look the Your other way. Your great pumpkin zombie in the backyard. Just write a shambling corpse into the HOA bylaws. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think we've covered just about everything in this episode. Is there anything else you'd like to say about it? Anything you want the uh, fans to know about? Well, you know, I, I first of all, I'm going to apologize to the fans for inflicting that horrible noise on them. Um, you know, so thank you for, for putting up with that. And, you know, like always great when we do an episode that is sort of not a normal episode for us. You know, it's like we're, we do something even strange for us. How, how enthusiastic and um, like how welcoming people are of us doing like, you know, I think there was a little bit of like, are we really not going to find out what's going on with that crazy thing? Nope. I guess not. All right. That's cool. Thanks guys. So I really appreciate the fans kind of go with us when we, uh, when we do these crazy episodes that, you know, I think that they're not expecting, but hopefully, you know, 
Imagine. turn out better in their minds or in, in reality than uh, than they might think. Imagine so I loved, I loved the reaction. It was like people were like, that was a great Halloween episode. And we didn't know that specifically that that episode would air during Halloween. I mean, I guess, you know, any one of our episodes is probably a great Halloween episode, but that was a particularly good one. So I think the timing was perfect, too. So. But I really appreciated the, the reaction from the fans who were like, wow, that was totally different. And we loved it. Imagine how they'll feel when you announce that that was the backdoor pilot for Zombie Basement, the Z Nation spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be a rough show to write. It's that's a rough thing to write. I have to tell you, because you know, usually you can be like, oh, and then they do that and that, and like, oh, back in the box. Yeah. And let's have a conversation in the box. Let's have dinner in the box. Let's you know have uh, a mental breakdown yeah. in the box. It, it, it's a very tedious type of thing to try to figure out and then it's, it's got to be brutal for the actors so yeah. you know i think um you know it takes a little bit of a toll on everybody but we're really glad to that it turned out well and people seem to like it yeah. do you have any other questions uh no you've answered everything that you could answer besides who did that <laughs> yeah. which, which so. was absolutely nothing that was the uh, i didn't that's a lot of our interviews when we start asking about specifics and about the future. Not not going to lie. No, we're good. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, are there any other yeah. projects you're working on that you can tell us about? Uh, the only thing I can say is I'm going to announce a big secret personal project in two weeks. Ooh. And if you follow me on Twitter at Craig Angler, you can find out about it. But I can't really say anything about it because it's super secret. But it's also super cool and probably something a lot of people uh, who are watching this would like to see. Oh, exciting. All right. We'll keep an eye out for that in two weeks then. My my next question was going to be, where can the people find you? But you're multitasking on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good at that, throwing out the Twitter handle thing. Well, listen, thank you again for having If we get another season, hopefully I'll come back next year. Yeah, for thank sure. you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks Have a good night. night. Bye. Huh. Hell of an episode. That was... Yeah. <laughs> I think that wraps it up. Well, I think it does. Um, Real quick, find us on iTunes. It's wonderful when you do that. The reviews really super help us out. They keep us alive in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and not in boxes. And not in boxes. The reviews have remove us from boxes. It's great. They let us out of the boxes to read our iTunes reviews. So please do the thing. Rate us five stars. Find us on iTunes. Leave the reviews. That is all wonderful, and we adore you for that. Thank you for joining us. Michelle, where can the people find you? You can find me on the Twitterverse at Michelle underscore Cullen. That's quick. <laughs> I was like, all and right, I got a minute really, to... Nope. Sh- nope. Short, sweet, <laughs> to the point. You? You can find uh, Megan all over the internets at uh, the Manguin, T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And you can find me all over the social medias and on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. Um, all of my shows are back. Most of them are on seven p are at seven p.m. most days of the week. The one that isn't is Voltron, and that's at nine o'clock tonight for our season finale. So be sure to tune in for that. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 